Good evening all, it's lovely to have you company. Uh, we have a bit more of a serious show tonight, speaking with a representative from the British Divers Marine Life Rescue. Knew the wasn't right. I was stupid for a while. Swept away by you. And now I feel like the fool. So confused, my heart's bruised. Was I ever loved by you? Out of on the phone now hello hi Sarah. hi yes it is sorry about that there was a bit of a technical problem with the uh with the phone but we are now live which is good but we've had to do it through my phone i'm afraid so apologies we okay. had the same we had the same problem last week as well so it's not just you don't worry <laughs> no problem Bear me just one second yep so yeah so this is louise uh she's a representative of the british divers marine life rescue as i've said for the billionth time uh no probs was that was that your dog Oh, daughter, daughter, sorry, terribly sorry, daughter, I've just... On them and it sounds like they're tap dancing. Oh, bless them. Oh, <laughs> bless them. Fair enough. Uh, right then. So um, I'm right in believing you're a representative, um, well, on this call anyway, of the British Divers Marine Life Rescue. Yes. 
perfect, which I do actually volunteer, volunteer for. So in a personal capacity, I do know a bit about them. But I just thought it would be a fantastic opportunity for uh, you to sort of vocalise what they do, uh, some of the projects that they do as well uh, that they're supporting at the moment um, and just get an overview, really. Because I don't think, I think you'd agree um, that it doesn't have much limelight. Not many people know about it, which is a shame, really, because a lot of people, because it does a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, where you live really yep. and it depends how big your field population is but certainly we could always do with more publicity yeah. um you know the more the merrier the more people that know about us um the more people know how to call if they see a seal um at risk or in danger so absolutely thank you very much yeah no that's absolutely fine especially with the the audience that we have is very much amongst the younger population as well um so that'll be really good to get a bit of uh, a bit of an insight there so i thought we'd start off just by a pretty generic question really which is sort of what is the british dive and marine life rescue and more importantly what do they what do they do well british divers marine life rescue um is a bit of a mouthful bdmlr yeah it's really um a nationwide um charity of volunteers uh who basically love um sea animals um, we do a training course to become a volunteer medics um, and then basically we're on standby for any call-outs involving any sea animals like seals, dolphins, whales uh, and basically we go to their aid where needed. Um, down here in Cornwall and Devon in the southwest, it's predominantly grey seals. Um, we know we're very lucky to have a lot of these seals around um, our coastline. They are a globally rare species, but we have uh, 40% of them down here. Um, obviously, because of that, they are a little bit more at risk um, from sort of um, human intervention, shall I put it, um, when they haul out on the beaches. And really, we're here to give them a fighting chance. You know, if people see an injured seal pup, we're the ones to call, we're the ones that know what we're doing, we'll come out and assess the seal um, and basically lift it up if we need to and take it on to rescue and rehabilitation. So we're there for all sea life, um, you know, dolphins and whales. Mm -hmm. We don't get a huge number of those um, coming ashore or in trouble down here, fortunately, um, but we're absolutely on standby for those. Ah, oh, perfect. So... Um I know with a lot of my own personal call-outs that I've had, um, in the south of Devon especially, um, one of the things that I've noticed is there's a real sort of lack of education um, around what to do when you do spot a seal on a beach. Because a lot of the time it can be nothing, no no concern really. Uh, and a lot of people are obviously concerned when they see a seal on the beach. So what would be your advice if you did see, uh, if, if somebody did see a seal on the beach? I mean, obviously there's various different events, you know, whether it's injured or whether it's just fine. So what, what would your advice I mean, if in doubt, we would say always leave the seal alone, observe it from a distance. Uh, you know, basically, if the seal is looking at you, then you've disturbed it. Uh, people seem to think that seals need to be in the water all the time, um, which isn't true at all. They, they need to rest on land to digest their food, to socialize and to feed their pups. So really, we're asking people to just leave them alone. You know, if the seal does look obviously injured or is in a really, really precarious position or anything that might give a member of the public concern, then give us a call. We will come out and assess the seal and decide whether or not it just needs leaving alone um, to get on with its day and have a snooze in peace um, or whether we need to assess it and uplift it um, for further treatment. 
um, to take it to a rehab centre or our own hospital um, down in mid Cornwall, or whether we just need to lift it and maybe relocate it to a quieter beach, you know, especially pertinent around these coastlines in the summer um, where the weather gets better and the beaches get busier. I mean, what we say is absolutely, if you see a seal on the beach, do not drag it back into the water. Yeah. Um, you would be surprised at how many people, well-meaning and well-intentioned, mm. um, you know, will do that or will be throwing buckets of water over it. Um, absolutely don't do that. Keep well away. You know, if you can, use your cam- camera or your binoculars if you want to zoom in. Stay as quiet as you can. Stay downwind of the seal so the seal can't smell you preferably out of sight and you know if you've got a dog um keep the dog on a lead um around a seal if you see it on the beach um i've got dogs um you know i love dogs as well we get a lot of people going oh no my dog's really friendly um your dog might be friendly but the seal might not be and you know seals have very sharp teeth and they do bite and they will bite people and they will bite dogs yeah um, so, you know, for your own um, protection, stay well away. But, you know, if in doubt, give British Divers Marine Life Rescue a call. That's what we're here for. Um, we have a hotline number, which I'm going to give you now. If that's okay. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Which you is, go for um, it. <laughs> um, 01825 Call that number. Um, you know, some details about where you've seen the seal, um, what, what's happening, why you feel the need to call, a little bit more about the situation, and um, a medic will be dispatched out to come and assess the situation and, and make a decision then um, based on what is best for the seal. Yeah, I think that's quite important as well, what you mentioned about people being well-intentioned, because I've had several call-outs now where um, I had one a couple of weeks ago in Sidmouth in South Devon, and one of the the situations was somebody was concerned that it wasn't you know it wasn't in the water and it was going to starve because it you know it didn't it was you know because they thought obviously it didn't breathe oxygen um so they you know eventually tried dragging it uh with with a carpet underneath it back into the sea because they thought that it wouldn't be able to survive and obviously i had to explain the situation sort of uh, you know holding back some words <laughs> but you know but you but yeah i think i think the main concern is and that's why i really wanted to utilize this platform this evening to try and raise awareness is because i think loads of people who do get involved most of them have good intentions it's just they're doing the wrong things Absolutely, you know, um, don't get me wrong, we do get instances where we've had stones being thrown at seal pups and this sort of stuff, but realistically they're few and far between. People are concerned, you know, they're they're, they're thrilled to be able to see a seal or a seal pup, um, and they're concerned, they just don't realise that seals are perfectly happy on the land and in fact need to be on the land. They see them as, as sea animals that need to be back out in the sea. Um, you know, and to that end, end as you said, you, just, you know, heard or saw someone dragging a seal out on a bit of carpet. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been told of people pulling them back out by their flippers. Yeah. yeah. You know, throwing water over them, concerned that they're, if they're on land, they're not eating, trying to feed them their sandwiches or cakes. Mm, mm. Um, you know, all this sort of stuff, and, it, and it's not out of being mean. They genuinely think they're trying to help. Yeah. Um, you know, and that the seal somehow has got itself into a bit of a pickle by by hauling out and coming onto the beach, when you know, completely the reverse is true um that's where they pup on the beaches you know often the mums will leave their little babies their white coats um on the beach while they go back off into the sea um to feed themselves um you know before they come back um to their pup you know and they can leave them for several hours 
So, you know, provided that pup isn't injured or, you know, looks horribly underweight for us as medics, sometimes it's just a matter of keeping the public back and sitting and watching and hoping that mum will come back to it. The danger is, you know, if people get in the way, that the mum won't come back on the beach and then the pup will be abandoned um, because of the intervention of humans, um, which is a real shame if that's a nice, healthy pup. Um, you know, we're getting in the way. So, so really the rule is um, stay as far back as possible, um, keep well away from the seals, and if you've got any concerns at all, um, then give British Divers Marine Life Rescue a call. Ah, perfect. So sort of taking away the human element now, is the, I know we've had a lot of extreme storms recently as well, um, and I know that's probably had quite a significant negative impact on the seal population as well. Has there been sort of an increase in call-outs, would you say, in sort of correspondence with those with those extreme weather patterns? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're completely right. You know, um, we all get buffered around, buffeted around by the gales and the wind and the rain, and seals are no different, you know, and it, it's the pups that kind of get caught in these heavy tides or these huge tides and the, the rough seas, and, you know, they get bashed against the rocks, they get separated from their mums. Mm. Um, you know, they turn up on the beaches exhausted after these after these storms. And what tends to happen is sort of once the storm has passed um, and the weather sort of quiets down, people get back out and about yeah. and they go out walking on the cliff piles and that sort of stuff, and that's at the point that they will spot um, these seal pups, for example, and that's when the calls will come back in again. Um, you know, this year hasn't been great, um, but, you know, last year was um, much, much worse. Um, it was it was uh, the bad weather last year um, just seemed relentless. Um, and I did mention earlier that we have um, actually got um, our own hospital. You know, we do work in collaboration with both the RSPCA and the SEAL Sanctuary down at Greek, yep. um, where as the SEALs um, come through to us, we do eventually um, move them on to one of those two organisations for their final rehab before they're released because they have the, the pools and the facilities to be able to get them up to this sort of, you know, 35 kilo release weight. Um, but with the little pups, um, we have actually got a, a new hospital that was um, open for the first season this year in mid-Cornwall. Um, we, we, we had a hospital prior to that that sort of wasn't a bespoke hospital. And, and since 2010, um, as an organisation in the southwest, we have um, cared for um, 600 pups that have come through. This season so far, um, it's been about 68. Um, last season, which really prompted the need for the, the new build hospital, was um, 139 came through our doors and we, we basically had seals in people's garages as overflows um, before we could get them um, down to the seal sanctuary or to the RSPCA up at West Hatch. Um, and that was sort of, you know, a lot of that was down to um, a bad season of weather, the stormy weather when the pups were being born or were still very young um, and maternally dependent. Um, and as I said, you know, they would get separated from mum too early, they'd get injured in the storms, um, you know, as well as malnourished um, because they were too young to be sort of um, hunting fish for themselves. Um, you know, and illness as well. Um, you know, seals do get things like worms um, and uh, pneumonia and this sort of stuff. So, um, you know, the hospital is doing like a really vital job down here in the southwest. And this year as well, we've actually taken seals from upcountry who got hit much worse than we did sort of earlier in the year, um, also the end of last year. So, you know, we've had seals being transported down from Northumberland because they had no rescue spaces left for them. 
um, you know, and we had a bit of space so we could help them. So it really, really is work that we do sort of nationally right across the country. Yeah, no, I was about to say, but you mentioned the Seal Sanctuary there. I've just actually got back from there because I do. I work there every Wednesday, actually. Um, oh, and, yeah. and yeah, some of the work that they do there is really, you know, interesting, just sort of around the education, you know, speaking to people. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, I, you know, started working there was to, have, you know, speak to pe- actual people who are interested and just sort of, because I think a lot of this does boil down to education, doesn't it? And just, you know, speaking to people, actually making them more aware of what they should do in a situation um but yeah it's, it's, it's totally that you know we, mm. we're really we are lucky down here that you know we we seal see seals quite regularly you know this is a big holiday destination as well a lot a lot of people are so excited to see a seal you know they're beautiful beautiful mammals i yeah. understand that but they have no concept of what they are you know i've been when i've been monitoring um an adolescent seal before uh, people have come up and asked me if they could stroke it mm. Um, you know, they, they don't see them as wild animals because they've got these lovely, cute faces. You know, yeah, and they're very like... Yeah, I mean, you mentioned you've got dogs. I've got I've got, I've got four dogs as well, so I very much know what they're they're very like, and they are very much they've got that sort of dog mentality of like one, you know what I mean? They sort of look at you and you and you look at them and you think, oh, go on then, you know, kind of that. Absolutely, you yeah. know, they they look cute and cuddly, and mm. you know, you you look at seal toys and they're cute and cuddly, yeah, and they've got big eyes and they look yeah. at you and you know, absolutely, um, you know, they look like they want to cuddle. They really don't want to cuddle. No, <laughs> um, no. You know, their their teeth um, contain, like, um, necrotic bacteria. If you get bitten by a seal, you know, there's a very specific antibiotic that you have to have, um, and you have to be on that for, you know, quite a long time um, to avoid getting blood poisoning. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and really something you do not want to be bitten by, and, you know, until people see a seal's teeth, they don't seem to believe they're going to do anything with them (laughs) yeah exactly yeah exactly and it's also as well you know even if a seal is behaving friendly around you it's also the fact that you're removing that natural element because you're not always going to be there for it you know if you're feeding it food you know ever so often then it's going to become somewhat dependent on you i guess over a period of time and then when it goes back out into the wild it's not going to have that you know that experience that the animals do Absolutely, we've we've had many sort of seals. This has happened to over the years, and we, we've had sort of one um, in sort of um, South Devon quite recently, probably still ongoing, um, with a seal that actually um, sort of was in rehab for a really long time because it was mm. quite poorly, sort of got quite habituated to people, um, has been released, but you know isn't has lost its fear of people, um, and because the seal doesn't move away when people come close people assume the seal is friendly yeah and then they get closer then yeah they're taking selfies they're getting close um you know in in one instance when i was sent out to monitor this seal um there was actually someone who'd had had perhaps rather too much to drink lying next to the seal with his arm around the seal um you know so you know people feeding this seal pasties and this sort of stuff um you know and we've had to work really hard um to sort of rewild the seal to get her back to her natural behaviours because exactly as you said she's becoming far too reliant on people um, and she needs to become a seal she needs to to go out to see catch her own fish which she's perfectly capable of doing Mm, but mm. won't if there's people feeding her fish for example thinking they're doing the right thing Um, you know and it's something something will happen if she's so habituated to people at one point someone won't see her or release their dog off the lead or something you know it's it's not going to end well for the seal at the end of the day 
Um, so, you know, we, you've really got to stay back as, as far as you possibly can. They're not pets. They're wild animals. Um, you know, and we need to treat them as such. You wouldn't go up and try and stroke a tiger, would you? you know, no, exactly. Um, on safari. So, you know, don't yeah. go and try and stroke a seal. Exactly. And I think another reason as well, um, I don't think you've mentioned, but I think it's an important one, is that sometimes seals, I mean, well, when they are, um, you know, hauled up on the beach or wherever they may be, they're doing that to recoup their energy, aren't they? And that energy is then used in those vital times, such as those, you know, those bad storms that we had. And if they don't have that energy in reserve, then it, it you know, it'll end very badly for them, won't it? Absolutely. You know, they, they haul out, they need to rest on the land to digest food. You know, they, mm. they go to the, into the sea, they catch their fish, they catch their eels, they come to sleep and they come to digest. Um, you know, and they need that, absolutely. They, they need to digest the food and to build up their energy reserves um, to, to keep them strong and, and, and to keep those muscles, to keep that big layer of blubber that they need, you know, as, as well as to socialise with other seals. And, you know, if there's a pup, they want to come back and feed their pups. You know, mm. if you get between a, a mother seal and her pup, you know, you could be potentially ruining that relationship in the sense that the, the mum might abandon the pup because you're in the way. Um, you know, so disturbance is, is so bad for seals because it stresses them as well. You know, it wastes their energy. And I'm sure we've all seen these sorts of um, films of, you know, a stampede of seals because someone's disturbed them and they're flinging themselves off rocks, you yeah. know, and they, they're injuring themselves. You know, mm. a seal panicking and getting stressed, moving out to water over, over sort of um, sharp rocks can get cut, you know, can lead to injury, can even lead to death you know, from being disturbed when, because someone wants to get too close to take a photo or take a selfie or something. You know, if, if you see a seal making a really big splash or a crash dive off a rock, you know, it shows how distressed they are because they are doing anything to get away from you and to get back into the water. Um, you know, it's really, really bad for them. Um, yeah, and I think, and, yeah, I think you mentioned before, which I heard, I heard it before, actually, I think it's a really good one, is um, if a seal sees you, then you've disturbed it. I think, is that, is that what you said? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, if it's looking at you, then it can see you. You've disturbed it. it yeah. You know, if if you want to observe seals, do it from a distance with with a camera. Mm. You know, as I said, downwind so they can't smell you, out of sight so they can't see you. Um, you know, absolutely back off if if you get too close to a seal and it starts moving away from you back off immediately because it's going to panic and try and get into the sea as quickly as possible and then possibly injure itself if it's getting scared back into the sea. Yeah, so what would you say, because I know um, paddleboarding is now a major sport. I mean, it's something that's really picked up. It's what people are doing a lot of, and yeah. I can imagine a lot of people will be doing it this summer as well. Um, so I've seen lots of photographs of people, you know, paddleboarding next to rocks with seals. Um, so maybe you could advise on what to do in that situation also as well. Let's say if yeah. you are paddling uh, along, minding your own business, and then a seal pops up through no fault of your own, you know, it's just popped up. You know, maybe what what would you do in that scenario as well? I mean, just keep going. You know, if, mm. if you're, you're paddleboarding along and you look to the right of you and there's seals all over the rocks, you know, move out, move out a, a further away from them, you know, as far as you safely can, yep. and just keep going past them. You know, yep. don't make a big scene, don't stop, don't get your camera out, don't go closer. Yeah, just know, don't start it, it in any way. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, the same thing applies, really. You know, mm. just just keep your distance um, as, as best you can. You know, if you're out on your paddleboard and a seal pops up, you know, lucky you, what a privilege. Um, mm. You know, again, just keep going. You know, if they're actually out in the water... 
you know, um, and they're sort of showing an interest in you and they're swimming around you, you know, just, just keep going. Don't sort of actively engage with the seal. Just, you know, mind your business, keep on going. Um, you know, people, again, and there's nothing malicious, you know, they're out swimming and, and the seal pops up. You know, they're like, yeah, this is amazing. They're, you know, they're interacting, they're playing with the seal. Really what you should do is just move away from the seal. You know, yeah. we, we don't want them to become used to people. It's the bottom line, you know. Yeah. Just enjoy the experience of what it is, a seal popping up next to you and then swimming away. How amazing. Mm. You know, you don't need to encourage that interaction with that seal, um, you know, because you are disturbing it there as well. You know, just sort yeah. of... We say if you go to have a swim, you know, I, I like paddleboarding, I like to go cold water swimming. You know, if, if I'm getting to a beach and I see their seals out in the water, I'll just wait mm. until they've gone or I'll go to another beach. You know, they got there first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, um, exactly. I won't go in and disturb them while, while they're in the water. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's their territory at the end of the day. I mean, you know, I couldn't imagine if a seal, you know, started <laughs> popping into your house, you'd be too pleased. So the same principle goes there, doesn't it? So... Uh, Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Just, just leave them be. Really, just really give them, give them space. Mm. Um, you know, and we've actually got um, some really good um, watching seals well um, awareness leaflets. It's part of a campaign um, last year that was um, endorsed by um, Defra and the Marine Management Organisation and Natural England. And we've actually managed to hand out 68,000 leaflets right across the country um, and erect over 100 signs at sensitive seal sites, um, basically saying this, give seal space and please do not disturb, and just really listing all the things that we've been talking about, how to behave around seals. You know, Mm. we've got grey seals on this coastline, over on the east coast they have uh, the common um, or harbour seals as well. Um, You know, so we just really want people to be aware um, and, and just to keep their distance, really, and, and just to sort of allow them to live their lives without our interference. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think that's spot on there, and you know, it is all about raising awareness because I know with social media as well, it's very easy for somebody to take a photograph of a seal and then pop the location on there as well, and then all of a sudden everybody knows where to go now to go and see a seal do you know what i mean so it can spread like wildfire absolutely Um, you know uh social media it's a blessing and a curse isn't it really um you know the the amount of times when i've been called out to a seal and you know people are excited i absolutely get that and they want to take a photo you know and and we're like that's fine but you know if you're going to post it on your social media can you post it when we've gone or we've removed the seal yeah and also Um, try and keep the location a bit sort of you know hidden a bit ambiguous i went to the beach isn't this amazing yeah. or something yeah absolutely because some people day. pinpoint it and they go come to this beach you will see a seal and that's when everybody goes there and then that's when i think the issue rises yeah, yeah. And, I, and i do and i do get it i yeah. do get that people are excited and we're not trying to be killjoys you know mm. we just want to keep the seals safe really um, exactly and people and, safe and crowds of people isn't and people safe yeah. as well absolutely so you know a, a lot of what we end up doing really is crowd management <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly i know I, I went into this job thinking i was going to spend lots of time with seals i've just ended up spending more time with people to be honest yeah, <laughs> but hey yeah, ho. It, is, <laughs> it, it is quite amazing um mm. you know sort of you can sort of ease drop people's conversations yeah. you know i can remember listening to some chap telling his son you know oh yeah that's definitely a sea line yeah yeah definitely tell that's a sea line yeah and always going out on the water it needs to be in the sea it's going to die if it stays on the beach mm. and, you, you, and you're just thinking oh my goodness i know i know that's when that's how you got to sort of you know hold some of the words in your head and just like yeah <laughs> but yeah, so but i mean yeah go on. as well if i can just 
say, um, you know, we've been working really hard as well, sort of hands-on with the SEALs. We do a lot of things sort of um, in the background too. Um, and just recently, just last month actually, um, might even be the start of this month, um, that the SEAL Alliance, which is a coalition that we were a founding member of, um, we had a 10-minute bill read in Parliament um, called the SEAL Protection Bill, um, where we're really trying to sort of... Um, get the Countryside and Wildlife Act from 1981 amended um, to make the, and I'm going to quote here, um, yep. the intentional or reckless disturbance or harassment of seals um, in a sense, and to make further provision about the protection of seals and for connected purposes. Um, so basically really giving seals much more protection under the law. Um, and the bill, I'm pleased to say, was read and unanimously agreed to be put put forward to the next stage, oh, which absolutely puts it on the right track to becoming law. So we're keeping everything crossed yeah. um, that, that that will get through because that will then sort of give us almost sort of greater powers to really tell people to stay away from the seals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, what are the... I, I'm at the University of Exeter and I study politics, so I, I know for a fact that in the end of the day, lots of this does boil down to politics. And, it, you know, whether you like it or not, it goes down to policy and stuff like that. So that'll definitely be fantastic for giving, you know, greater teeth and greater, you know, amount of scrutiny when it comes to, you know, later down the line being able to say, well, you can't do this because it's it's written in law now kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And as soon as you say something like that, you know, this is mm. actually an offence. We could call the police. Yeah. People tend to back off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I was just going to go back to um, obviously what disturbs seals and stuff like that because I think one area that we've not covered um, will be um, has been sorry um, sea pollution because I know that's that's been something that's you know sort of like fishing nets things like that is that a major issue would you say for seals? Yeah, I mean ghost nets are an issue. You know, um, they're out there floating in the sea. Seals yeah. are inquisitive. Um, they're nosy. You know, they get caught up in them really easily, um, you know, and it, it kills them. It drags them down or it cuts so tightly, you know, into their blubber. Um, you know, we, we had an entangled seal uh, maybe last year or the year before, and we managed to free it from the entanglement. But it, it had cut so deep and um, it had been entangled for so long that it didn't survive because actually the entanglement had sort of messed with its ability to feed and its internal organs were compromised. Oh, gosh, no. um, So it's not as simple all the time as just being able to, to free the seal. Yeah. You know, that, that's not necessarily the end of it. And it's things like, you know, the, the plastic frisbees um, or throwing rings or whatever it is they call them, um, you know, they're horrendous for putting, getting caught, caught out in the sea or however they are, you know, but they, they end out there and, you know, the seal will put its head through it when it's a pup, it doesn't, doesn't lose it, the yeah. seal grows, the ring is stuck there like this collar that then just starts to basically go Yeah, because a lot of these things the don't have much, much give in them at all. So I remember seeing, no, I don't know, I yeah. don't know if it was the same one as you're referring to, but I remember seeing um, that there was a seal and it had, I think it was whether a fishing net or I'm not too sure, something of man-made around its neck. And it, you know, it'd been with, with it since it was a pup. And then obviously once it'd grown up, the rest of its body had grown, but the, you know, it's yeah. actually around its neck, it had cut so far deep into it. I don't know yeah. what happened in the end or whether that was the same one because it is quite a common thing, isn't it? It, it, it is, and it, it's becoming more common. You know, there are some great organisations working as well to sort of to, to lift the ghost net out of the sea where mm. it's spotted.
wanted, um, you know, and some of our medics are really heavily involved with that, especially in Cornwall. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's just another hazard um, yeah. for these poor seals, you know, along with the bad weather and the rocks and, oh, and everything bless else. Bless them. We've not really, yeah, we've made it, yeah, we've made it out like yeah, they've had a really hard time. Yeah, yeah, you know, we have, and, and because mm. seals are so inquisitive. You know, they are the ones that are going to get caught caught up in all of this sort of stuff. You know, we, we, we get a lot of seals as well, you know, that are often spotted with fishermen's hooks in their mouths and this sort of thing. You know, yep. for obvious reasons, they're, they're swimming up, they're seeing bait or fish on the end of a hook or something, you know, mm. and they're grabbing it and then they're getting their hooks embedded. Yeah, um, gosh. So, yeah, there, there are an awful lot of hazards, bless them, that they have to navigate um, mm. to make it into adulthood and then into old age. Yeah, yeah. So the final uh, thing that I've, Think we'll cover um, is so I, I, we kind of touched on it really, but um, I was going to mention like what what kind of campaigns then? So sort of outside of the sort of hands-on thing, are there any sort of campaigns or what? What's the British Divers Marine Life Rescue plan for the future, as it were? So obviously you mentioned that um, the law that you, you obviously want to get passed through the House of Commons, stuff like that. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that's sort of the, the key, really, I think, to the future um, uh, uh, protection of the seals. You know, we'll, we'll still continue to, to work hard as part of the Seal Alliance um, to really sort of um, not lose the momentum, um, you know, of the bill being read and put forward to the next stage. Yep. You know, we'll continue lobbying. Um, you know, it was read in Parliament by um, Tracy Crouch, MP, and it's called the Seal Protection Bill. Um, mm -hmm. That's what it says on the tin. Um, you know, so, so really sort of keeping the pressure up on that and getting that through um, to become law is going to be really quite vital. Um, as well, you know, as part of the SEAL Alliance, um, it's actually the only nation group that's collecting data on sort of SEAL disturbance across the UK. Right. Um, so this sort of information as well, um, you know, that we can really have a look at sort of man's impact on SEALs. Um, is sort of proving really useful. Um, and as well as I mentioned before, um, with the Watching Seals Well Awareness campaign, so really continuing with that and raising as much awareness as we can about seals um, and their needs um, and, and continuing um, to work really hard to just really, as you said right at the start, raise the profile of seals, raise the profile of our organisation, yep. um, you know, and do as much as we can. Because I said, you know, Grey seals are a globally rare species. Just because we have a lot of them around the, the, the southwest coast, um, you know, doesn't mean that everywhere else in the world does. You know, we're, we're fantastically lucky to have, you know, such a high proportion of, of the population of them here. Um, but, you know, they are a globally rare species, so yeah. we want to protect them as much as possible. Yeah, perfect. And people can also get involved by actually becoming marine mammal medics as well, can't they? They absolutely can. Um, the courses now are just starting to run right across the country. Um, again, the best way is, is to call that number, um, which I'll give you again. Yep, um, 01825765546. Or to go on our website, um, which is www.bdmlr.org.uk um, and have a look and see sort of um, which courses are running close to where you live. Um, it's a one-day course where we actually teach you about uh, seal rescue, dolphin rescue, and whale rescue. Yeah. Um, and it's a practical um, day course. There is some theory beforehand, which is sort of done um, by, by a sort of videos that you can watch. 
Um, and then it's practical. It's getting in the water. It's getting, you know, wet on the day. Mm-hmm. And we have some brilliant um, life-size models of seals, whales, and dolphins that you basically practice rescuing. Um, yeah. So you're all sort of set up. And then you're on our database. So if a seal call out or whatever comes in, um, you will then be sort of um, buzzed um, uh, to go out if you're available and get involved in that rescue, which, um, you know, we've both been doing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and people shouldn't be put off either by the fact that, because obviously when you hear the word marine mammal medic, you think straight away, oh, I need to be medically trained. I'm not medically trained in any way, shape or form, and that's not a part of the criteria, is it? No, not at all. It's open to everybody. I mean, it's a little bit like British Divers Marine Life Rescue. It's called that because it was founded by divers, but yeah. you don't have to be a diver yeah. to belong to British Divers Marine Life, mm. Life Rescue. No, just just an interest um, in, in sea life, really, um, is all you need, um, and a willingness to get involved. Yeah, I mean, I know some people who live in sort of Derby area and they don't, they, you know, they're nowhere near the sea, but it's something quite handy to have if they're on holiday, for example, down in Devon and Cornwall. You know, you never know when these call-outs are going to come in, I guess. No, absolutely. Um, yeah, you, you could be anywhere. It could be you, you know, just mm. walking along a cliff path or along the beach and spots the seal, you know, and how great that you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I refuse to go anywhere in the UK without my seal bag um, mm, and my seal I'm the kit. Same. Um, much to the horror of the rest of my family um, but I'm like you never know you never, you never know. know and if yeah. I don't bring it with me I will come across one and I'll exactly. be really really cross with myself and it's super easy just to move because um, I, I actually live up in Cheshire in the northwest, and I simply phone up the British Divers Marine Life Rescue and say right I'm home I'm going to be home for a week pop me up there and then I'm added to their database then so it's a super easy and efficient you know system isn't it Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It, it is, and you know, it, it's it's a really well-oiled machine in terms of when a call comes in from a member of the public, um, to you know, to then get someone out to um, to check on the seal um, or the seal pup um, through a system. It's just it's just texting, but you know, the more medics we have. Um, the more chances are of getting someone out to that animal really, really quickly. Because obviously people are busy. They have jobs, they have lives, they have families. So not everyone's available all the time. So, you know, the more medics we have trained up that that are on standby, um, you know, the more seals that we can help at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a really nice community as well of people, isn't it? Because it's obviously people of like-minded nature, but it is a very close-knit you know, I'm part of so many group chats now about different seals. I mean, I, I, I'll, probably, I'll probably lose track, but, you know, it is a very close-knit community, isn't it? It is. It, it, it's sort of full of like-minded people, really. Yeah. Um, you know, I actually also volunteer at the, the hospital um, down mm. in Cornwall as well. Um, you know, and I've, I've met some amazing people there and, you know, I've learned so much and it, it, it's, it's a continual learning process as well, which is, is just so interesting. Uh, there's some, you know, amazingly knowledgeable people, but we're all brought together really through our love of the sea and the mammals yep. that live within the sea. So, you know, what's better than that, really? Exactly. Yeah, perfect. Right then. I think I think we've covered all bases there. I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention at the end or if not. I think possibly just one yep, thing, which is that, slightly go for it. is... Um, we deal with the live seals and the live dolphins. Um, yeah. If you do see um, a mammal that has died, um, we are not the people to call. Um, so if you see a dead whale, dolphin, porpoise or mm-hmm. seal, ideally um, reported to the UK Cetacean Strandings Investigation Programme. Yeah. Um, 
DSIP, um, you know, and often they can come out and take measurements um, and, you know, sometimes do a post-mortem. You know, it sounds a bit random, but actually it's, it's very interesting to see which animals, you know, are coming onto our shores. No, it's um, definitely you know, interesting and, and to keep track of them, isn't it, and see, you yeah, know. Absolutely. You know, it provides a bigger picture of what's happening out there as well, um, you know, and, and sort of why they, where they have stranded um, and this sort of stuff. So that's sort of very much their side of stuff. So, you know, if you do, if you don't know what to do, you can call BDMLR and we can give you that number as well. But, yeah, exactly. You know, I was it, about to say, just in case, yeah, just in case you're unsure of whether the animal's dead, because obviously sometimes it can be very confusing yeah. can't it i know it sounds a bit stupid but it but it can be can't it yes and you know you might not know we're saying that on, on one hand yeah. you know stay far back you mm. might not be able to tell from a distance if it's dead or alive you know if it's obviously yeah. dead yeah, but, you, yeah know, you, might, exactly. you might not you know I've, I've been called out to seals before that have sadly turned out to be deceased but oh. you really would you, you wouldn't know that until you're literally on top of them yeah um but you know that's just sort of worth mentioning and i will just quickly just to throw another number out there yeah go for um, it th- their number is 0800 652 three. So 0800 652 three. Um, and that's really for um, sadly anything dead that's found on the beach. Um, to be honest, um, sometimes you'll, if you see a dead um, dolphin or something or whale, I hope you don't, um, mm. sometimes you will see a tag on them. Usually if they've got a tag on them, it's because the CSIP's already been out there and taken the measurements. Right, got you. Right then, um, perfect. Yes. So, well, thank you very much for joining us this evening. No problem at all. Been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Hopefully we'll get you on in the near future as well because we'll try and keep up to date with the progress of that bill and hopefully it'll go through. I mean, it sounds like it will with the unanimous yeah. support and everything like that. So it'll be nice to keep up to date with that. But thank you very much with speaking with us tonight. No problem at all. It's been a pleasure. I could I could talk about seals for hours. So I know. We both could. We both could. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Right then. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right then, so that was Louise Round, uh, representative of the British Divers Marine Life Rescue. I'm just going to give you that number again. That is 01825 765546. That is 01825 765546. Uh, so that is for uh, any mammal that you may find on the beach, whether that's a seal, dolphin, whale, uh, whatever it may be. If you are concerned about its welfare um, or just unsure of what to do, uh, um, do call that, give that number a call. Uh, and also as well, keep an eye out for um, any of the marine mammal medic courses. Um, just looking at the map now, it's super easy. Just go on the website, just have a quick uh, peek through it so you can see uh, there are uh, availability um, right across the nation. All um, up north, we've got Edinburgh, Glasgow, uh, then heading sort of around the Midlands. Uh, we've got Derby, Nottingham, uh, uh, somewhere just north of no- uh, Norwich, uh, and then heading into the southeast, we've got Canterbury, Canterbury, uh, southwest we've got Plymouth and uh, Salcombe, uh, and also in Wales as well, um, a spot just south of, um, oh actually in, in Pembrokeshire there's two spots uh, there as well, so you can just simply go on their website, have a look through and you'll be able to sign up on that course, so that uh, is for the British Dives Marine Life Rescue, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, speaking with Louise uh, this evening uh, so we're going to go to a song break now we've got uh, an, uh, an absolute classic now, I absolutely love this one, this is um, Love Changes Everything uh, so after the break uh, we're going to be talking about some of the major uh, headline stories um, right before we go to Reese with the Politics Unboxed for two hours lucky you 
bit of that. That was uh, Love Changes Everything here on Expression FM. Me, Aaron Pardo, uh, just before that song, we had a fantastic interview uh, with somebody from the British Divers Marine Life Rescue. You can listen to this um, and any previous podcast on Spotify, Apple Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, and wherever you get your podcasts as well. Uh, so we're going to move on to the news now. Uh, we are, we're going to kind of steer clear of... Um, of Ukraine as much as we possibly can because we do like this show to be a bit more light-hearted and I don't think World War Three is necessarily light-hearted but uh, we'll leave all that talk uh, to Reese, who is on after me from 9 till 11 so you'll be able to keep up to date with that. Uh, so in the news today, uh, so a Florida man uh, has been arrested after stealing a crossbow down his trousers. Now, I have to say, this is impressive by any means. Um, but the 46-year-old uh, can be seen walking into the shop with a crutch before taking a pair of cutting tools and removing the security tag on a Raven Rio crossbow. I don't know why I bothered saying the make of the crossbow. I'm not really a crossbow expert, and I can't imagine uh, many of the listeners here in Exeter um, and in the UK would be too familiar with what different crossbows are. But there you are. Uh, So apparently um, he can then be seen uh, shoving the weapon down the front of his trousers before walking out. I mean, I would like to think, I mean, as I said, I'm not an expert on crossbows, but I would like to think you would know if a crossbow was down the front of your trousers. I do love this show. One minute we're talking about seals. The next minute we're talking about shoving a crossbow down your trousers. Um, But. Yeah, I would like to think. I mean, you, you would n- you would notice it, wouldn't you? I mean, not that you'd be looking down that region anyway, but, you know, if you were, you would notice, oh, that always got a very big... We won't say it, but you know what I mean. So that's that's quite interesting. So that's in the news today. I mean, you know, Russia invading Ukraine, and then you've got, then you've got a man stealing crossbow, which is, which is just equally as strange. But there you are. Uh, right then, we're going to go to another song now. Uh, oh, I do like this one. We'll, you're probably thinking you've tuned into some smooth radio or something like that, because we've gone back sort of a bit, a bit of a throwback, this, uh, this show, with uh, some of the 80s tunes. Uh, but this one is called uh, Alone, and it's from Heart. This is Expression FM with Aaron Pardo. Tonight 
What a song. What a tune. Uh, right then, welcome back. Hello. You're listening to Expression FM with me, Aaron Potter. It is two minutes to nine. Um, uh, I'm just looking at the listening figures at the moment. We've got listeners in Spain at the moment. So, hola. Uh, we've got some in Australia. What Oh, they speak English, don't they? <laughs> I was thinking, that, how, how, what do you say in Australian? Wanna wanna bing bing? I don't know. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, those, the, those Australian listeners have now tuned out. Um, and we've got some in America as well, so howdy, man. Uh, right then, we are back. Uh, we're back for one minute, though, I'm afraid. I do apologise. Uh, we've got Reese, who's going to be coming up um, after me. Uh, so next week's show, uh, we should have a very special guest uh, lined up for you again. Uh, remember, you can listen to this and any previous podcasts on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts as well. That was our podcast of Hits and Giggles with Aaron Pardo. Stream on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Uploaded weekly.